all of these scriptures, both Old and New Testament, which are just a small portion of passages that talk about what God considers righteousness and justice, gives us assurance that God does care about social justice and righteousness. If God cares about the fatherless, the widows, the poor, the imprisoned, the sick, the brokenhearted, then it is right and proper that we care about all of these people as well. He deems these issues to be issues of godly judicial importance in our lives. So when we partner with God in addressing these issues with the people that he has put into our lives and our sphere of influence, then we can be sure that our work in these areas will be blessed and our hunger to see change will be satisfied. Welcome to the I Will Be Your Church podcast, Virtual Sanctuary. Be strengthened today with the truth of God's love so that you can say to your families, your friends, your co-workers, and your social media worlds, I will be your church. Your host for today's episode is Joanna Church. We are continuing with the teachings of Jesus this week with the Beatitudes, or the supreme blessings that Jesus taught. The attributes and attitudes that Jesus says we should take on to see the blessing of God on our lives and in our world. So today's scripture is, God blesses those who hunger and thirst for righteousness and justice, for they will be satisfied. If there is something I think we can all be sure of right now, there is a hunger happening in the world for righteousness and justice. People are demanding satisfaction in the areas of gender and ethnic and economic justice. And while some may feel like this is not a worthy or even a necessary pursuit, Jesus himself says that people who are hungering for righteousness and justice will find their hunger blessed and satisfied. But understanding what that righteousness and that justice truly is and how to obtain it requires us taking a deeper look at the words themselves. Because if we are going to pursue righteousness and justice, we want to obtain it in God's way and by his hand. Because justice obtained by injustice isn't justice, it's vengeance. And righteousness obtained by unrighteousness isn't righteous, it's self-righteousness and corruption. So the actual Greek word used in this passage of scripture for the words we use interchangeably as righteousness and justice, it's actually one Greek word, and that is dikaios une. And this word means judicial approval, what is deemed right by the Lord after his examination, and truth of which God is the source and the author. Wow, is that powerful or what? So when we look at what the Lord God deems to be truth, when we look at what he deems to be right, 
and we look at what he has given his judicial approval over, we can know that these things are what we should be hungering and thirsting after. Because he has promised that if we hunger and thirst for those things that he has declared to be right and good, then he has promised that we will find our satisfaction. We will find righteousness and we will find justice, not just in our own lives, but in the lives we have influence over as well. Because he will bless our hands as we seek to carry his judicial approval and truth forward in this world. Okay, well, if we've established that, then let's take a look at what God has declared his judicial approval over and what he says he has deemed to be right and true. And I'm just going to throw a bunch of scriptures at you here, starting with Galatians chapter three. According to the Lord Jesus, there is neither Jew nor Greek. There is not slave nor free. There is neither male nor female, for we are all supposed to be one in the anointed one, Jesus. Psalm 82, 3. Give justice to the weak and the fatherless. Maintain the rights of the afflicted and the destitute. Isaiah 1, 17. Learn to do good. Seek justice. Correct oppression. Bring justice to the fatherless and plead the widow's cause. Micah 6, 8. He has told you, O man, what is good. And what does the Lord require of you? But to do justice, love kindness, and to walk humbly with your God. Isaiah 61, 8. For I, the Lord, love justice, and I hate robbery, and I hate wrongdoing. Leviticus nineteen fifteen. You shall do no injustice in our court system. You shall not be partial to the poor, and you shall not defer to the great. But in righteousness shall you judge your neighbor. Zechariah 7 9. Thus says the Lord of hosts, render true judgments, show kindness and mercy to one another. Luke 6 37. Judge not, and you will not be judged. Condemn not, and you will not be condemned. Forgive, and you will be forgiven. Jeremiah 22, 3. Thus says the Lord, do justice and righteousness and deliver from the hand of the oppressor him who has been robbed. Do no wrong or violence to the resident aliens, the fatherless and the widow, nor shed innocent blood in this place. Psalm 82, 3. Give justice to the weak and the fatherless. Maintain the rights of the afflicted and the destitute. Deuteronomy 10.18 He, the Lord, executes justice for the fatherless and the widow and loves the sojourner, giving him food and clothing. James 1.27 Religion that is pure and undefiled before God the Father is this, to visit orphans and widows in their afflictions and to keep oneself unstained from the world. Proverbs 18.5 It is not good to be partial to the wicked or to deprive the righteous of their justice. 1 John 3.17-18 and 18, But if anyone has this world's goods and sees his brother in need, yet closes his heart against him, how does God's love abide in that person? Little children, let us not love in word or talk only, but love in deeds and in truth. Luke 4, 
18 and 19. This is Jesus speaking. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, and to proclaim this is the year of the Lord's favor. Well, I think all of these scriptures, both Old and New Testament, which are just a small portion of passages that talk about what God considers righteousness and justice, gives us assurance that God does care about social justice and righteousness. If God cares about the fatherless, the widows, the poor, the imprisoned, the sick, the brokenhearted, then it is right and proper that we care about all of these people as well. He deems these issues to be issues of godly judicial importance in our lives. So when we partner with God in addressing these issues with the people that he has put into our lives and our sphere of influence, then we can be sure that our work in these areas will be blessed and our hunger to see change will be satisfied. Now, there is another side to this if we are truly seeking His righteousness and justice. It is by hungering and thirsting to address righteousness and justice within His framework, within His kingdom's approach, in the name of Jesus and with the power and leading of His Holy Spirit. You may wonder, well, How do I know if I'm really seeking after his way of righteousness and his way of finding justice? Well, as in everything, it has to start within us. Have we been made righteous by the sacrifice and resurrection of Jesus? Have our spirits been reborn and our hearts made right? Have we taken out the large planks of unrighteousness and injustice that are in our own eyes so that we can see clearly to help remove the specks that are in others? Are we seeking to bring the righteousness and justice to people only by the power of the governments of this world, which are temporary and subject to the whims of whoever is in power at that moment? Or are we seeking to bring freedom, deliverance, healing, restoration, family, identity, needs being met by the power and command of God, which is eternal and not subject to change by being voted out? Because when men and women are truly free and a part of the body of the anointed one, Jesus, then there is no government system, no systemic failure that will be able to hold them down. And the Lord promises that whether here or in eternity, they will see justice done and righteousness will prevail. And if the means you are seeking to find justice and righteousness is by walking in injustice and unrighteousness, and you're not acknowledging God's place in what you are seeking, and you're not giving place for his working, then he will not be blessing you or partnering with you. He explains it more fully in this passage from Romans chapter 1. For I am not ashamed of this good news about the anointed one, Jesus. This good news is the power of God at work, 
saving everyone who believes, the Jews first, but also the Gentiles. This good news tells us how God makes us right, how God makes us righteous in his sight. This is accomplished from start to finish by faith. As the scriptures say, it is through faith that a righteous person has life. But God shows his anger from heaven against all sinful, wicked people who suppress the truth by their wickedness. They know the truth about God because he has made it obvious to them. For ever since the world was created, people have seen the earth and sky. Through everything God has made, they can clearly see his invisible qualities, his eternal power and divine nature. So really, at the end of the day, they have no excuse for not knowing God. So yeah, they knew God, but they wouldn't worship him as God or even give him thanks. And they began to think up foolish ideas of what God was like. As a result, their minds became dark and confused. Claiming to be wise, they instead became utter fools. And instead of worshiping the glorious, ever-living God, they worship idols made to look like mere people and birds and animals and reptiles. Since they thought it was foolish to acknowledge God, he abandoned them to their foolish thinking, and he let them do things that should never be done. Their lives became full of every kind of wickedness, sin, greed, hate, envy, murder, quarreling, deception, malicious behavior, and gossip. They are backstabbers, haters of God, insolent, proud, and boastful. They actually invent new ways of sinning. They refuse to understand. They break their promises. They're heartless, and they have no mercy. They know God's justice requires that those who do these things deserve to die, and yet they do them anyways. And worse yet, they encourage others to do them as well. Romans chapter 1. Wow, let's be honest. I can't speak for anyone else, but in my pursuit of righteousness and justice in my life and in the lives of the people I care about, I have been foolish with my behavior, my words, my beliefs, my actions. I have hated, envied, gossiped, been a backstabber, proud, boastful. I have refused at times to even try to seek understanding of others' people's views and ideas. I have not shown mercy, I have quarreled, and I have encouraged others to behave that way over the years with people that they disagreed with religiously or politically. Pretty much everything that was just listed in Romans chapter 1, I have done. And God said that he won't bless that pursuit of righteousness because it becomes self-righteousness and not his righteousness. Because then it is me trying to use my temporary, angry human power to bring change, which ultimately is not lasting, instead of hungering for his true eternal power and the good news of the power of Jesus and the righteousness and justice of the kingdom of God that will cause eternal change in the hearts of men and women. And I tell you what, changed hearts changed lives, spirits that can no longer be oppressed, that are no longer scared to take a stand, that are no longer subject to the whims of this world, 
These are the people that will change religious institutions and will transform governments from the inside out. And we have seen the evidence of these kinds of believers in the Lord Jesus over the millennia. And we've seen the impact that they have had on the world. That's why Jesus says later on in his teachings, seek first God's kingdom and God's righteousness and justice and all these other things that you're looking for, they will be given to you. So let me encourage everyone today, along with my own self, we can be confident that God cares about the people in this world who are oppressed, who are discriminated against, who are without who are hurting, who have been falsely imprisoned, who have been stolen from, and who have been wronged, and who have no family. He has deemed those things to be judicially unacceptable in his sight, and his righteousness and justice demand that we also declare these things unacceptable, first in our own hearts and lives, and in our sphere of influence, then in our families, our communities, and our nations. And he has said that he has given us the power of his own son, Jesus, to pursue these issues with a holy righteousness and an eternal justice that will transform the hearts and minds of men and women. And Jesus promised in this passage today, God blesses those who hunger and thirst for righteousness and justice, for they will be satisfied. If you are hungering and thirsting for his righteous ways of justice, not only will your hunger and thirst be satisfied, but he says that God himself will bless you and partner with you in this work. My prayer for you today is actually a scripture from the book of Isaiah. This is the Lord speaking to his people. No, this is the kind of fasting that I want from you. I want you to free those who are wrongly imprisoned. I want you to lighten the burden of those who work for you. I want you to let the oppressed go free and remove the chains that bind people. I want you to share your food with the hungry and give shelter to the homeless. I want you to give clothes to those who need them and do not hide from relatives who need your help. For then, when you do these things, your salvation, it will come like the dawn. Your wounds will quickly heal. Your godliness will actually lead you forward and the glory of the Lord will protect you from behind. Then when you call, the Lord will answer. Yes, I am here, he will quickly reply. Remove the heavy yoke of oppression that's on my people. Stop pointing your fingers and spreading vicious rumors. Feed the hungry, help those in trouble, for then your light will shine out of the darkness and the darkness around you will be bright as noon. The Lord will guide you continually, giving you water when you are dry and restoring your strength. You will be like a well-watered garden like an ever-flowing spring. You will be blessed when you hunger and thirst for righteousness and justice. Now go, be the church in your world. If you feel blessed by the I Will Be Your Church podcast, please subscribe so you never miss a day. And then share it with your friends. Check out our website, 
IWillBeYourChurch.com to learn more about us, check out Ben's blog, connect with us on social media, and become part of this church family movement.